Good morning. I hope you guys are well. Um, it's currently 6.30 for me, however, I had a bit of an abrupt start to my morning. Um, came in the living room, I was like, right, I'm nice and relaxed, I'm nice and zen. I'm going to record my podcast, um, and then I saw this massive ant trail to the bins, because, like, oh, there was just, like, a hole in the bin. Anyways, tried to get rid of them, there was, like, loads, it was really scary. Then I tried to vacuum them up, and then the vacuum died, and then they were crawling out the vacuum, and... And oh gosh, it was a palaver and now my skin's kind of crawling. Anyways, anyways, change of conversation. I'm really happy to be recording today. And I just want to shed a little light and also maybe inspire you to just be a little bit more authentically you. I think it's important to note that the further away you come away from like childhood, the more your kind of like opinions or mindsets are less you in terms of they're shaped by society and your parents and everyone's opinion about you that's when like children and they're just asking so many questions and they're so inquisitive and they know when they're hungry they know when they're sad and whatever and as we grow up we're told oh don't do that oh no you can't ask that or you can't do this so we become less I would say authentically us And I think if there's one massive purpose in life, I know there's several, but one of them would be to be as authentically you. What do you like to do? What are your passions? What do you want to be? Because, well, that's what we're going to talk about in this podcast today. There are a lot of pressures and and we're just kind of going to unravel it all and hopefully inspire you to do more you. I am currently sitting back on the sofa. Um, It's an excellent podcast space. Voice is a bit low because it's the morning, but we're just going to have to deal with that one. So I put up a couple of questions on my podcast Instagram and I'm going to read them out to you and then I'm going to give you the majority of the answers that were given. So the first one was, if you could do anything or be anything without judgment, what would you do? And some of the answers were, try like a new hobby, travel, start a YouTube channel, go to a yoga class, stop wearing makeup, not drink alcohol, would be more open online about mental health, do dancing, wear clothes I like that looks okay on my body, work out in a short top, eat what I want, quit my degree, be myself. So you've got a whole range of things and you know what, just reading that list, it makes me almost upset that we think or you think that you can't do this and I know there's always going to be pressures and stuff but it's just you just read that list and you think anyone should be able to do that you know if you want to be able to do something you should be able to do that I think we're taught that being selfish is like a bad thing obviously to a degree but actually no the amount of times I've even had to step up to my mum and be like, she would say like, oh, maybe that's partially selfish, or is that not a selfish thing to do, and I'm like, yeah, yeah, because this is literally my life, not in the way I'm going to be mean to others, and not caring, and whatever, but like, direction of my life, or things that I want to do, or the way I feel, yeah, I'm going to be selfish, like, we all have our own lives, and, and I think when it comes to parents, like, a lot of stuff is generational so the way that your parents act like or the advice they give or 
the way that they treat you, most likely a lot of those traits were taken from the parents before and the parents before and the parents before. And there's like two ways that parents go. You either are like really similar to your parents or you're the opposite because you hated the way that they treated you in that sense. Um, So my mum personally didn't get a lot of like affection from her parents because they had lots of children just really busy, right? So they didn't get much hugs and stuff. So when my mum brought me up, it was like hugs every day. Like I am the most affectionate person with touch because I've been brought up like that. And that's something that I will continue to do because I love that trait of hers. Whereas like there's traits that I don't necessarily like, but I naturally pick up on her. Like she nags. So I've started nagging to like my boyfriend and stuff. And I'm like proactively working on it to not be the replica because that's another thing to notice like if you don't like quality of your parents start noticing them and then notice the fact that you were probably doing them yourself so put an extra care to like not do that part yeah so if you think oh my mom's really fiery and like out there you probably have those traits of her. I'm not saying that's bad but like be aware that like you don't have to fully you you can like unlearn habits trailing back from the whole parent thing um the next question was who do you feel like you have to please the most and most of the answers were parents myself my best friend society and then there's like teachers my boyfriend strangers that are cooler than me There were a lot of myself questions, which I would say is good, but what I do also want to say is, what I mentioned at the beginning, is it yourself that is giving yourself the pressure? Because I know for sure that if someone asked this question, the first thing that would come to my mind would be myself. There is no one else directly telling me to do all these things, to not do all these things, to be a certain person. There's no one. However, I know for a fact that the younger version of ourselves didn't have these opinions either and that they were formed by little snippets of everyone's opinions as we grew up and the way that we were treated and the way that we felt. So if we felt like unloved or if we felt not good enough, we are like, oh, I need to be the best person ever. I need to have the best job. I need to have a degree. I need to do all these things. I need to look a certain way. Like you have all these pressures on yourself. So maybe try to think to yourself, if you feel like, you know, who is the person that gives yourself the most pressure? And you would say myself, take a moment. Who are the people that have contributed to this myself of yours? Because I know it's not just you. And even if you don't know who exactly, because, you know, lots of people, like, we encounter lots of people in our lives, I think what's good to know is just separate that. I think what I'm trying to say is don't view it as a pressure thing from yourself. View it as a self-care thing, that you're looking out for yourself and then it's, like, support from you. So when you think, oh, yeah, I'm just trying to please myself, yeah, I'm trying to look after myself, I'm trying to rest myself, I'm trying to move my body, I'm trying to achieve the things that you yourself really want to achieve that would be pleasing yourself if you started doing something inauthentic to yourself and started getting a degree for something that you don't give a shit about or something else that's not quite in line with yourself and I'm saying that like it's an easy thing to do because it was only until I was with my friends the other day and 
they're like three of my best friends and they all go to uni and I was like oh do you guys like feel that this is what you want to do and like whatever and they were like mm, yeah like I they were, they were basically saying they wouldn't know what else they wanted to do right now so like they were like what are we going to do after uni like what are we supposed to know what we want to do and then the other thing they said was no I, I can't stop because my, my parents have been like not paying for it all but paying for parts of it and a lot and helping out a lot and everything so they were like there's no way that I can stop and I was just like wow that is a massive pressure like that's an that's a massive financial pressure I, I I can't say I totally relate in that sense because I did not go to uni and didn't have that but I can totally empathize with it and literally feel like you cannot do something because they are paying for it I feel that if it was something that was causing you so much conflict staying at university or whatever part you're in whether that's a job whether that's a situation if it was causing you so much conflict to the point of really really bringing you down like I don't even have to say depression but just like you're feeling so upset every day and you're carrying this with you I think it would be only right to go to your parents and explain the situation and be like look this is so inauthentic like this is so not a path for me or this is so not the right thing for me right now that it's causing me so much internal conflict that I can't even do the thing that you want me to do and I always heard Gary Vee say look give me a year to try and do something else and if I don't then I can go straight back into university I've got no issue with that or like just saying like give myself a gap this is what I told my boyfriend the other day he does some work for me but I want him to do something more for himself and he never gives himself the gap to just find himself it's always like oh no i've got to get on to the next thing i've got to get get the next job or if he's not then he's stressing about it or whatever and i was like in your life right he's 24 i was like have you given yourself the chance to just like have a couple of months off to really discover who you are and obviously i know not everyone's in the complete financial situation to do that however i do think there's some way to you know if you want to travel but you want but you need to be earning money like you can get jobs abroad and even just being abroad and being with like-minded people and also just having you know everyone does get days off make sure you're not working every single day do the things like do random things go on adventures go do new things so that you can figure out what you like and don't like and that's what i basically told my boyfriend i was like give yourself the next six months because he was scared to travel and not like have a fully stable job i was like just give yourself the next six months and just like figure out who max is figure out what you like figure out what you don't like figure out what type of work environment you want to be in like meet new people talk to people whatever instead of just rushing into the next thing that probably isn't authentic to you and you're doing it out of fear like really discover who you are and you have to fully give yourself that permission like I give myself that permission to have a six-month break not necessarily off work but just like a little bit of room to breathe and discover what I mentioned just a moment ago when I said that if you've got a lot of internal conflict with yourself go speak to your parents I do feel like even if you aren't at your complete lowest or whatnot you should still really go talk to them. The one thing that is lacking in all generations, but I think we are getting better at it, is just talking. 
literally sitting down and chatting. I think this was one thing that really helped my mum and I's relationship. And just like me being able to share my part is we would always be able to talk. Obviously, sometimes it was more difficult for her to pick up on things or like take it in the right way. Sometimes she would get offended. But what I've learned throughout the years is, and I'm going to teach you guys this, it's a way to talk to people when a situation has happened. If you go to someone and you say, oh, you've done this and you've done this, you've done that. Mom, I don't like the way you did this and and whatever. That will straight away attack them. And what happens when you attack someone, they will defend so no matter like if it's really hurting you or whatever, if you go attack your mum, your boyfriend, your friend, they have no choice but to def- defend themselves, right? So that makes in the situation look like they don't care and that they don't they don't care what you're talking about when in reality it's about how you initiate the conversation. So what you do is you go, I feel. So let's say example with my mum, I could be like, hey mom like when you said this comment earlier it really made me feel upset because I kind of judged myself and it brought up old feelings of you know me not feeling good enough and you just have to really turn it on yourself because everything is a reflection on yourself and I cannot cannot stress this enough when there are situations in fact I can say every situation and it causes a feeling whether that's in your throat, whether that's in your chest, that feeling that is there to reflect on yourself of like, what just affected me? By saying, I feel to a person, you know, if someone starts not caring about your feelings, then that's another issue. You know, if they're gaslighting you, they said, shouldn't feel like that, blah, 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 blah. That's another relationship. And that's when you have to put boundaries in with yourself and maybe step away from those relationships. And you're allowed to do that. Like you are allowed to. However, most people, you know, if I go to my boyfriend and go, I feel like this and, and, you know, this made me feel this way and made me feel sad, they're going to be able to really, you know, essentially feel for you and be there for you. So it's just a really interesting thing. And that is always the way that I go if I've got to have like a tricky, you know, talk about things and I don't want to upset the other person because sometimes it's actually really hard with friends to tell people so it's instead of being like oh you've done that and you've done that it's more like you know when you said that like it's not necessarily that it was wrong but it just made me feel this way so is there any way that we can talk about it that you know gives me a bit more confidence in this situation or that you know you can they'll probably apologize or just anything like that i mentioned something in my last episode and it was kind of my way of thinking about life due to past suicidal experiences or I'd say moments and one thing that has always pulled me out and something that I've really developed recently as a mindset is it's a game life is a game because you could wake up and be like what's the point like what's the point of earning money like that was honestly my mindset I had some really low days the other month and I was like what's the point of waking up and earning money like what is the point you know what's the point of doing all of this whatever and and not necess- and I don't necessarily mean my job because I do actually love helping people. It's more the, I just did not understand the concept of life. I didn't understand the whole waking up to go to bed, waking up, going to bed every week, every day. And the mindset of, it's just a game. Why try earn six figures a year? Eh, it's just a game. Why try be able to run a marathon? Oh, it's, it's a game. 
like it's a quest and if we do it then you know we'll take that off and that's the next thing and with that in a game you're a main character so it's almost part of the game and part of the quest to you know it's not ever going to be easy that's not a game you're supposed to almost like fight off these little people that come try attack you right so if people try to pull you down it's a game you need to get rid of them you need to keep going forward if people are giving their unwanted opinions oh block that out put a little shield in if your parents are really really pressuring you to go in one direction in your life and you you just know that is not you right and you are just trying to please them you're in your own game you are the main character and if that means to to cut people off for a certain time if that means to have hard conversations with some people time i don't want any of you to live in your parents shoe and i know my mum's listening to this right now and i know for a fact she would want every one of you to live solely for you however in the past she has told me to do certain things she's like anna you know i really want you to go to university and stuff like that and i had to as part of the game be like that's not for me because that was when my social media was growing and i was like you know i really think there's a chance with this i also there's no course that particularly inspires me and I also want to be an entrepreneur. I want to go down the entrepreneur side. So getting a degree, you know, I feel like I could learn things elsewhere. And she didn't really understand that at the beginning. However, I know listening to this, when she hears me telling you guys, you need to literally live for you, she would want that. So I'm trying to kind of explain that in the way of, although your parents are maybe giving you pressure, they do really want you to live for yourself and they would want that but it's it's really hard for them to overcome at the time but they but but naturally people do want that for you and i think that's yeah i think a lot of people fall down the trap of becoming so out of their body right because you're caring so much about what people think of you what you post on social media the guys that you get with, the girls that you get with, your parents' opinions, your family's opinions, all these different outsider things. You're almost like viewing your own self yet. You need to like jump back into your body. Jump back into game mode, right? Player mode. Start running, doing a little subway surf. I don't know. But I think we become so out of body sometimes and try judge ourselves from the outside and be like, you're this, you're that, you're not good enough, you don't look like this, you're not doing that. But it's like, jump in and take control we're going to go on to some questions because we love questions because it initiates or that's not even probably the right word instigates not sure for me to talk about other things because obviously i am just my own host my own podcast you know what was funny (laughs) mum i love you but she said to me when i was making up my podcast i said you know my first ever thought was inside anna's mind and many people around me was like "Mm." it's all right, but I think you should do this or something else. And I was like, no, I, I was saying to my mom, I was like, no, I really want to do it because I really just want to share my thoughts on what's inside my mind. And she goes, mm, I think, you know, it's a little bit like self-centered because you won't be able to have other people on your podcast or like, it's just a bit too much about you. It's a bit selfish. And I was like, and I had to, and luckily I'd done a lot of work before this, otherwise I would have really taken that to heart and and really changed authentically what I wanted to do right I would have been like every other podcast or most podcasts let's say and have loads of guests on I was like people are already doing that better than me like not even better than me but like I want to share what's inside my mind and whether that's selfish or not I'm like yeah it's my podcast it's my job it's not even my job I don't earn any money from this like 
this is just what I enjoy. And it's just funny when she said that and we talked about like being selfish and stuff. It's like, yeah, be selfish. Um, and I don't really know where I was going with that. Anyways, I've got a question of how to ignore what your friends are doing and what you feel like you should be doing. Well, firstly, understand that you are not a replica of your friends and you don't want to be a replica of your friends. Now, I can understand it's hard when people have, let's say, better things or doing better things, but you just have to imagine, just as this game, just as this thing, we are all like a little bright star, right? We all have our amazing qualities, our amazing personality with childhood, with trauma, with situations, with experiences, with people's opinions, with pressures from people. We come a little dusty, then we come a little grey, and we, we form some sort of like outer shell on it, right? And another way of looking at life is like, why don't we try polish the star? You know, first try chip off these like, this shell we've got on it, then wipe off the dust, give it a little sparkly clean and carve out the corners to make it nice pointy five star whatever and be as authentically you. And each star is gonna look a little different, but they're all so beautiful. And and as soon as you compare yourself, that's, that's where you go wrong because you have to understand everyone is amazing. Everyone is gorgeous in your own way. Everyone's got talents. You know yourself that you have this special part of you. You know it. You've got a special part of your personality. You've got things that people can't always think about. You've got a different view on things. You've just got something special about you. And the aim is to get to that core, get to that shiny little star. And by doing that is by living as authentically to yourself as possible. That is my aim. That's what healing is as well. When I talk about healing and I talk about, you know, you don't have to have big trauma. You know, my boyfriend Max was always like, oh no, I'm fine, nothing's ever happened to me. And throughout us being with each other, he's realised, oh, actually, he does have this trauma, but it's not from abuse, death, and, you know, other things, like the big trauma things are, but it's these little things that are, like, programmed into us. Even if you have money, even if you have a stable family, like, you still have your shit. And it's about healing those parts of you by going to therapy, by speaking, by opening up, by reading, by understanding yourself, by journaling. Journaling is literally the biggest one. And with that, you get like a little beautiful star. We've all got it within us. So how do we not compare to our friends? It's by knowing you're not a replica to them. You've got your own path. You've got your own personalities. And I would say the people that judge themselves the most and compare themselves to each other the most are the people that are trying to be one person. So let's say at the university and you have a whole group of girlfriends, they're all trying to be this one person that we all think is the cool thing to be. Whether that's long hair, you know, nice tan and getting with people or like getting and getting your grades and being healthy and being a gym girl and all these tiny little pressures we put on ourselves. We're all trying to be this one person, which is why we're all comparing ourselves because we're like, oh, but wait, she looks better than me. Oh, wait, she's earning more money than me. Wait, she's doing all the little things that we're supposedly supposed to do better than each other at. So no wonder you are comparing yourself. So it's about pulling yourself out, doing the things that you want to do. If you want to dress a certain way, dress a certain way. You know, one time I turned up to a club in like a men's baggy t-shirt and like just these big fuck off baggy jeans. Like I literally looked like Adam Sandler and every single girl in there was wearing like an O-poly dress, basically just like a bodycon dress, whatever. 
And at the beginning I felt so out of place. And you know what? By middle of the night, end of the night, I was so happy because I was, to be fair, I was really struggling with body dysmorphia, which is probably why. However, I was just so like, I just finally did what I wanted to do. I didn't want to be in a dress. And you know what? I was wearing a sports bra and I was able to dance all freaking night. And I loved it because I was just like stepped out of my comfort zone. I was like, I'm going to do what I want to do. And I want you guys to do that too. Another thing that helps is to be really appreciative of what your friends are doing. So if your friends are killing it in a part of life and you start to feel that like little jealousy part coming, turn it into appreciation and be like, wow, I am so proud. If anything, it inspires me. If there's little parts of their life that, you know what, that actually really matches what I want to do and that inspires me, talk to them. Like, don't don't just go all like, I wouldn't say weird around them, but like, you can talk to them, see what they do. Like, that's fine. You can pick up parts from other people, but just make sure it's what you want to do. So for me, I want to be a really great runner, right? That's just, it's in my blood at the moment. It doesn't mean that I'm not going to talk to anyone else that's better than running, because that's not me comparing myself. It's me learning. Learning is an amazing tool. If I want to be a better businesswoman, I'm not going to sit here and be like, nope, I can't compare myself. I'm not going to take anything from anyone else. No. I'm going to go read 100 books on the best business people. Haven't done it yet, but I'm on the journey. And that's the thing. Learning is such a great fuel for motivation in life. I've always found I'm in my best places when I'm reading every nighttime or every day. Reading a little section. It's it's genuinely like inspiration and motivation in like eating form. Like you're about to eat a sandwich if you read 30 pages and you really get into like a nice like good self-help book geez do you feel motivated and good and you stay on routine and do these things so if there's any way that you can kind of implement learning into your life i think that's a great thing next question how to get rid of the fear of constant judgment first thing if you want something in your life if you want a stress-free life if you want a happy life if you want a life without judgment you have to start doing the action first And what this means is, if you want a happy life, you have to be happy in the most mundane moments, right? So when you're sitting at the airport and your flight's delayed and the baby's crying next to you, if you can't find little moments of happiness and gratitude in those moments, there's no way that you can have, you know, essentially a happy life, right? Because you cannot just wait for these moments of happiness. It was like the other day when I got like, when I was on holiday in Portugal and we got like stopped on the middle of the road or whatever and we had to wait in the sun for an hour. I was like well, isn't it good that I'm surrounded with other people, even though we were on like a cafe on the edge of the motorway and it was boiling hot. I was like, I'm with lovely people. I've got a Fanta lemon in my hand. You know, I'm doing okay. And I'm also in the sun, so I'm getting a tan. Whereas I could have been like, oh my God, my beach day is ruined, like whatever. But you you have to switch those moments. Now bring it back to judgment. I'd say the first way is try to stop judging other people. And you think, oh, I don't do that. Yeah, Mm mm-hmm. Yeah, you do. You're looking at people and you're judging, oh, their legs look like this, oh, they're doing that with their life, or mm, that's boring, or whatever. And especially when it comes to body image and judging yourself, I will find when I'm having a really bad day, I will be walking around and I'll be picking apart everyone else. So the way is to like, when you find yourself in public and, and you're judging other people and their appearances, straight away turn it off. And what I like to do is actually say something beautiful about them. And I make it a game. It's really actually fun when you walk around let's say anywhere around the streets of london wherever you live if someone walks past you and you know sometimes there's like a really old weird guy you go you know what i say your shirt really compliments your skin tone (laughs) next person i am loving your toenail varnish 
next person their hair is absolutely lovely because obviously you don't know much about their personality yet because you're just walking past them but i just think it's so lovely to to actually pick out something beautiful about them and then hopefully you can always like turn that on yourself i think also to know that there is a reason why we judge ourselves a lot and i'm gonna say it again but it's healing right there's a reason why you have judgments on yourself there are core beliefs that we have as people some people have the core belief that you're unlovable so you think you can never find someone and no one will ever be able to love you and why do my friends always get girlfriends and boyfriends i'm unlovable however mine is easily not good enough i'm like "Mm, you didn't do that podcast good enough Mm, you didn't earn that certain amount or you didn't perform this as well or whatever and it's about understanding our core beliefs and then who contributed to them and i think just noticing the power of noticing noticing where these judgments come from recently i've also been really good at as i said earlier getting into my body and normally before i go out to social events i'd really like analyze myself in the mirror and be like right okay does that look okay do my arms look okay do my legs look okay does everything look okay whatever because i was just like completely judging myself and i've really become good at it like the last month i would say just really kind of jumping back into my body and being like bitch i'm gonna walk outside and who gives a potato what people think of me honestly like no one is looking at you and even if they are they're just not looking you in that way and and the biggest thing is that we shouldn't care what they think again it's a game it's your life you're the little gold star walk around whatever you want to wear wear the shorts become so in your body that i don't care whether my arms are like this it means nothing right it means absolutely nothing and if you are absolutely convinced that the people around you do care they do care what you look like no no no. my friends will care or they will judge me for that then maybe they aren't the right friends right maybe they're so judgmental on themselves in fact this is how it will be they're so judgmental on themselves that they're judging other people so you think oh but people will notice my arms people will notice my big legs or my 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 no bum or whatever you you feel that you're insecure about okay next question is how to let go of the feeling to constantly improve this is a good one obviously i think there is an amazing element to improve spiritually emotionally mentally physically and i think to know that in order for you to experience your improvement, to to actually have the happy moments, to actually have experiences in your new improved self, you have to pause. You know, there's gonna be weeks, months, whatever, days when you aren't actively improving yourself. Yet, if I, let's say, reflect on myself a year ago, I've improved so much that I can actually just experience things in a such better format. I can actually live life in the new place that I'm in. Doesn't mean that I need to be like, oh no, I'm not good enough yet and I need to keep improving. It's like, no, enjoy the fact that you're so different from last year. Enjoy the mental growth. And then yeah, you know, keep it consistent and then improve yourself. But knowing that you you don't have to be this perfect, like ideal thing all the time i think also to notice like let's say you are in this self-improvement path or let's say you're in the physical side because i think a lot of people start self-improvement with like their bodies and stuff they're like yeah i'm gonna hit the gym and whatever and even if it's in a positive way i think that's just generally the first place that people start and then people start going in like emotionally and stuff and it's like 
is it a distraction or is it a genuine improvement in life so a distraction would be i just need to wake up i need to read i need to do that i need to do this i need to do this i need to have a cold shower you know all these little self-improvement things are you doing that from a place of wanting to be busy all day and not thinking that you're good enough and just needing to like do all these tasks or are you doing it so that you can enjoy moments so still you know wake up meditate have your cold shower but so that you can enjoy those moments but also have moments of doing absolutely nothing and loving it because you're on a path to loving yourself you actually feel good like you actually you know if you're gonna have a cold shower and feel alive you you need to have moments to feel alive just be with yourself and so that's where I think it's like is it a distraction of like there's a routine every day and you must do one thing and another or is it so that you do those things in routine so you can have moments of feeling amazing moments of feeling no judgment and and just really in happiness how did you reach the point where you could spend time with yourself without being productive and enjoy it okay this is nice um yeah i think definitely what i just said is it a distraction so a lot of the time when we are by ourselves we filling it up with things to do and i think a really nice and easy way to this is romanticizing and it honestly feels like magic and i can never quite fathom how it works because let's say i make my morning coffee here and i just drink it as usual on the sofa but if i romanticize it and i put it in my little reusable starbies cup and i go on a little hot girl walk down the river with my coffee in my hand and i go sit on a bench and i romanticize that little trip crikey does it feel like i'm in a movie i'm like is this real am i being paid to do this because like this does not you know it doesn't feel like you should almost like have those moments yet like why not romanticize more like i genuinely want to if there's one thing that you can do today as you're listening romanticize something like i used to like when i had a windowsill even now when i have a balcony i'll like go outside at nighttime look at the stars like romanticize life like just sit there and kind of reflect on myself or you know go to the gym with a cute outfit you outfit and if that's baggy clothes for you do it right if romanticizing means wearing the baggiest clothes putting some like drill rap music on and hitting the sets hard do whatever you want but romanticize it and what that means is make it a movie make it a movie and i am so excited for bali i'm going in two days guys like literally two days and my life i like i i want to be that self girl like i'm already visualizing who I want to be I want to you know I want to run to the beach in the morning just swim in the ocean put my shoes back on run back have some nice acai bowl for breakfast like I want my whole life to be romanticized and I think we can do it more than we think and it's about doing it in the not perfect moments right because if I didn't romanticize elements of my life and enjoy my life in the experiences that aren't as you know exciting as Bali for example in my apartment or in the little streets of London whatever then maybe I wouldn't be able to have this opportunity or be able to feel you know this way in Bali so I'm just going to give you some examples so that you can't give me a an excuse to not romanticize okay number one if you've got a car or if you've got a best friend who's got a car 
Go on a little car trip, play some loud music, sing to the top of your lungs. Next one. In your room, put on some headphones, put on some music so no one else can hear you, close the door so no one walks in, and have a dance party. Shake it like no one has ever seen it before. Shake it more than Shakira, okay? We're having a girl party on. Put girl party by Maxi, I don't mind. But I want you to really just, you know, enjoy this moment. Another one. When you make your morning coffee, instead of, you know, already starting work or, or whatever you're doing, take five minutes while you sip that coffee. Sit somewhere, whether that's outside or whatever. Open your book and just sit there with a the book. Even if, you know, nothing's actually going into your brain, just sit there with the book. It looks kind of cute, right? Okay, next one. When you're grocery shopping, romanticize it. Pick up that trolley with sass, put your headphones in, put some music in, you know, walk around like you're kind of like this yummy mummy. Give me yummy mummy vibes. Be like, mm, yeah, I'm going to take that for the children. Yeah, I'm going to grab this. Walk down the aisle, strut it. Like, these are the points of romanticizing. When you're having a shower, put on an extra hair mask, okay? Take all that self-care in, like, just add a little bit of flavor and I think what romanticizing is, is being so in the moment. That's actually the trick when you think of it. All of these things that I'm saying is, be in the moment. When you're having your cold shower, be there in the moment and romanticize the fact that it's so funny and and that it's so cold and this is so amazing for you. And if we live in the moment in our days, I, I I just feel like there's a massive wave of happiness that can be coming in here. And... Remember that it doesn't always have to be, you know, proactive. I, every time I'm hungover, I romanticize the day. (laughs) I completely, I think that's maybe, you know, I always get questions about how do you let yourself rest? And obviously I'm really okay with rest now, but obviously at the beginning when you come out of an eating disorder, it's hard. And I can understand that, but it's like fully romanticize it. When, When you're after a night out, just crawl out of bed, whatever, just lie on the sofa for the whole day. Do do whatever. Romanticize it. Put on some comfy clothes. Wash your face at least, right? Please wash your face. Put on some moisturizer. Then get in your comfy clothes. Watch some TV. Have an iced coffee. You know, do your thing. And when it comes to feeling guilt with taking rest, you know, think about like an animal, right? If a tiger is tired, it's going to sit down and lie down and go for to sleep, you know, it's going to chill. It doesn't go, oh god, I feel so guilty at the fact that I'm like lying down right now, you know, I'm gonna just, I can't, I can't deal with this, I'm going to be so unproductive today, like no, it does it because it needs to rest and be at its optimal performance. And I think it's really hard at the beginning to know, you know, it's, it's about allowing yourself and giving yourself permission and it's hard to know when to give that to yourself if that makes sense at the beginning I really couldn't notice when I needed to do that so I would go to my therapist and be crying on the phone and be like I don't know why I'm feeling like this and and I'm feeling so stuck right now and and I'll be like literally pouring everything onto her and she goes how are you feeling are you tired and I'll be like yeah I had a massive day yesterday like I was filming and everything and she was like and did you get up early this morning to start work and I was like yeah because I had things to do and she goes right Anna so you need to be the mum to yourself notice that you've had a big day or notice that you've had certain things going on or notice that there is a lot of pressure on you or that you're feeling sad or whatever and be like girl lie in bed and rest and until you allow yourself to rest are you able to do it without guilt 
Okay, I love this question. How do you back yourself and then assure that you are right? Now, this is something that I do every single day. I fully back myself. I, I, I literally do what I want to do. And I somehow know it's right. I somehow know it's right. And with this, it's about becoming in line with your intuition. Your intuition is that gut feeling. It's that initial feeling of how you think about things. And the more work you do on yourself, the more clear it is. Um, but it's an amazing tool. And it's just about what what feels right for you. Like You know yourself, you. Like when you're faced with a hard decision, like two decisions, whatever doesn't feel like a compromise, you know, whatever feels like, so let's say Bali in London for me, I had to make that decision. I was like, right, do I want to get a place in London and have a home and be settled? Or do I want to like, when I say Bali, I mean Bali and more. Australia, New Zealand, Asia, everywhere, South America. And so it's like, do I want to do London or do I want to traveling? And when I think about it, traveling's like, oh yeah, maybe there are some risks and you won't always have a home and like, you don't know where you're going to be next and stuff like that. But, but compared to then thinking about London and thinking, oh, but like, you're not going to be able to travel at all. And like, it literally feels like a downer on me. That's essentially where I know what the right decision is because traveling does not feel like a compromise. London does for me. So it's about when you are faced with two decisions, thinking about what is like, what do you have to convince yourself to do? I think that's a great way to think about it. Like I would have to convince myself to be in London, but I don't have to convince myself at all to go traveling. So that's how I know it's the right decision. I think also what helps is having a plan B, but then focusing on the plan A. So for me, I did not go to university. Like I went for like two months and then I stopped, but it was all online anyways. And it was when my social media was growing and you know a lot of people around me was like are you sure like social media can be so unstable whatever and you know what I said to them with absolute confidence I was like I know some people aren't okay with it but I have no issue with going to university at 25 if I need to and that's just what I said to people I was like there is nothing saying I have to go to university right this second I'm gonna try and do my way of life and I have no shame of of being that older person at university if I've got to go back and get a degree if that's what you're supposed to do to have a life then sure but guess what it freaking worked because I listened to myself but another thing is I have learned so many skills through this jump in my life so even if a job is slightly riskier but if you know you're going to learn skills through that managing financial stuff whatever you will have things to fall back on so for me I have learned so much through this job that even if it stopped next year I would be okay. I've learned how to video edit. I know so much about social media. I could probably consult other people, other influencers on how to actually brand their social media and talk about branding versus direct response. Like there are so many things that I could sell as a service through what I've learned. So yeah, there is always a plan B. And if my social media completely died and I was earning no money this week, or not even this week, but let's say this year, and I would start university next year if that's what I had to do. However, I know for a fact if all of this social media stuff stopped and I wasn't earning money from it and I didn't have a degree and then you know people around me was asking right what are you going to do next hand on heart would not go to university now not not saying that's not the right thing to do but just because I know what's authentic to me and that for me even if that gets me a degree and gets me a nine-to-five job that's not what I want so I'm not going to do that right 
I'd rather just go like move to Australia, work at like a Shake Shack and be a surfer girl, earn some money, you know, move on to the next thing, meet people, explore, be a backpacker. I don't know, live a very low cost life and live on the beach. So I think there is always plan Bs. So the last question that we're going to wrap up with is just how to be happy and selfish in a good way without burdening or hurting others. And yeah, I feel like I can relate to this in terms of I do live a happy and selfish in a good way life. And it's just about, you know, you don't have to completely ignore everyone, you know, remember to call your mom, remember to call your family, try to call your friends, still share the love with the people around you, chip in about your life, you know, all that stuff. But, you know, as I said, girl, it is your life. It is your life and and you're not burdening others. People want you to be happy and if you don't, that's a whole nother situation. The combination that you want is being self-aware and considerate of others. So being self-aware, you know, doing things for you, knowing, loving, being there for you with the combination of being considerate to others because there is no point you being on a path of self-improvement and self-aware and you can't be kind to the cashier that's serving you right or the waitress or the person on the phone trying to deliver something to you and you're being rude to them right it's something that I hold so closely to my heart and if you I'm not gonna say if you haven't been raised in this way because I don't even think it's the way I've been raised because I think in fact I've seen people in my family like not talk I'm not gonna say not talk nicely to people but get like angry at people over the phone or get angry at people like at a restaurant I see that and I despise that so much that I make myself be the opposite of that but I, I, what I'm trying to say is that if that's not something that you already are, learn to be it and love it because it is, there is no better trait than to be kind to others. It should be a core value of everybody. Be kind to everyone, everyone online, everyone in your friendship group, everyone not in your friendship group, everyone you walk by. Don't give dirty stares. Don't gossip to your friends. Oh my God. Gosh, it drives me insane. When, when a waitress is trying to hand you food and they've got the order wrong, it's okay, don't worry, yeah, it's fine. Be loving to your family, be loving to your friends. But whenever it comes to family and friends, you do also have to have that, that slight boundary. I'm going to love you. I'm going to let you love me. However, if you say certain things to me, if you try and move me away from my authentic self, if you, you know, quote-unquote, mean to me, whatever they do to disrespect you you don't get to have full capacity of my love (laughs) that's the way I go about it like I will love you but in terms of being together all the time or or having a chip in my life that will have to be reduced I hope you've been able to pick something up from this I hope you're able to understand that being you is the best thing the absolutely best thing you don't want to be a replica of someone else And as much as we like getting inspiration off other people in terms of what we look like or how we want to be, really, really try tuning into yourself. Who do you want to be? And a great way to think about that is who did you want to be when you were younger? Or like, what would younger you say? Try, you know, chip off that little shell off the star, dust it, sharpen it, be as you, be as bright. And if you don't like that example, go on to the game example. It's a quest, right? It's not the destination, because the right destination would be like, what, death or something? That's the, that's the end of the quest. Character died or whatever. But it's about actually being in the quest. You're always on a little run. Oh, little, 
what's it called, a little shield when someone comes up to you, hopping over a hurdle, swimming in the sea. Oh, people have come to me with negative emotions. Oh, must deal with them. Not in a way of like completely ignoring them, but you know, maybe giving them love. Like you learn skills on your quest. Why wake up in the morning? Because it's a game and let's be good at it. Let's just be good at it. It's fun. It's kind of what we're on earth to be. Have goals. I want you to write some big goals right after this or think about it. What what do you want to achieve? What do you want to do? You don't have to know what you essentially want to do, but it's what do you want to bring to this world or just write some big goals and then put some action into it. Little step every day. Anyways, I'm going to love and leave you guys. I hope you enjoyed this episode. Again, nothing to tell you on here. Completely unfinancial gain from this and if there's anything you can do is to share this podcast so we can reach more people, share the love to more people. And yeah, I'm gonna love and leave you and I'll see you guys next week. Bye.